everyone. My name is Irvin. I'm John. And I'm Kyle. And this is The Theology Podcast. Alright, so this week, we're going to talk about perhaps the most heavy topic of this series on mourning, and that is death. From two weeks ago, we talked about sin. Last week, we talked about how suffering can be really painful because it can go on and on. But for death, death is a whole other sort of pain because it is really the ending point. It is the point where we are confronted to say goodbye to to something that's really important to us. So today, we're going to look at a passage in Scripture which brings this front and center for us. And that's the passage of Matthew 26, verses 36 to 46. This is the story of how Jesus was praying in the garden of Gethsemane with his disciples before he was arrested and brought to his coming death. So I'll be reading from verse 36. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came back to his disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The Spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. So how does this story show us how Jesus deals with his coming death? The first thing that strikes me is Jesus isn't all calm and cool and collected. That's not who he is in this story. And I think we tend to make him out like that. We think, oh, Jesus is the son of God. He knows exactly what is coming. He'll never be afraid. He will accept coolly and confidently anything that comes his way. But here, he is praying what feels like a desperate prayer. His last ditch attempt almost to see if he can... uh, get out of what he is about to go through. And that might sound a a tad sacrilegious to think that Jesus (laughs) feels that way. But that's what this text seems to demonstrate about Jesus, that he feels fully the pain. He understands that it is a frightening thing. And to me, a mortal human being, 
that's comforting. Yeah, I mean, I, I see that he's like really struggling and wrestling with the possibility or maybe the certainty that yeah. it's all going to be over. It's the end. There's no more for him in this part of his journey. Yeah, yeah. It gives us a real insight into the humanity of Jesus. And it is interesting, like what you said, John, that he expresses his fear and his deep concern over his impending death. And that seems a bit different for me from what I typically expect of a more stoic Jesus. And even I see in the early Christians their response, like if you read the stories of the in Fox's Book of Martyrs, of the stories of Christians who were going willingly to their death because of the great persecution that they experienced, they went much more willingly than Jesus is doing in the garden right mm, here. And at yeah. least that's how the stories were per- portrayed. And I think some of that is the reassurance of Jesus having gone and done it first. Mm. But yeah, that's there's some deep insight into that, that, okay, even Jesus, the Son of God, he feels afraid in this moment prior to death. This scene reminds me of the Passion of the Christ. And what struck me about, about that film is that it begins with Jesus praying in the garden. And that was just a really visceral, visual way of seeing Jesus struggling in prayer. But, but it's by the end of that scene in the garden that he becomes resolute. It is through the struggling. It is through the pain and having to work through that fear that he comes to a place where this is the Father's will. I still fear it, but I'm, I'm going to go through with it. And that's what I think we see in this passage, that Jesus, as he prays, first he begins praying, please let me not do this. But he ends in a place of, okay, this is the Father's will, I'm going to do it. So how he deals with death, perhaps as an example for us, is we name our concerns, we name our fears, but it is through the process of praying that we also come to a place of serenity. And, and so as we look at how Jesus deals with death, How should we, as a people who follow Jesus, deal with death? And I think at this point, maybe we can broaden the uh, idea of death to not just physical death, but also death as the ending point of things around us. You know, maybe a relationship that we've treasured all our life that is coming to an end because of a fight that can't be resolved, or maybe a breakup that really breaks your heart. These are also deaths of certain types. Maybe it is the death of a dream that you've been working towards, a job that you've been putting your best into and suddenly you realize that, oh no, this is the end. I'm not going to get any further and it's all over before I can even reach where I want to go. How, how does Jesus give us a roadmap to how we can handle these different types of death in our lives? What do you think? Yeah, I think the first thing that I see, especially from this story in the garden, is that Jesus doesn't run away from those feelings. Jesus processes those feelings and he processes them through prayer. And so, you know, as you just described, there's many different ways that we experience this kind of loss uh, or death uh, in this in this world. Um, it's not something that we should just fall asleep on or run away from yeah. or ignore, but we should we should process that. That's healthy. Uh, that's appropriate. And even if it hurts, even if we're grieved to the point of death in our hearts and in, in sorrow, we still pray through that process. I think of a time in my life where I experienced a kind of death, definitely not the physical sort. It was when I was studying in the US and about to graduate. It felt like death because there came a point where I realized I have 50 days left here in this place that I love. And it just hit me that when I graduate, I'm going to come back home to Singapore and all my friends would stay on in the US in whichever state they came from and they would be going to their homes. And 
realistically, I realized as much as I hoped that we could continue these days forever, that we could live in proximity to one another and meet each other on the way to class, that was not going to happen. Even if we were to organize a reunion 20 years later, what were the odds that we would all be back? So that felt like death to me. I was going to lose this community I had grown to love so much. And then I began to keep a record, a countdown of the days remaining. And when my friends saw me do this countdown, they were like, hey, John, why, why, why are you doing that? You know, you know don't, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Okay. Just, uh, just ignore the fact that you have only this limited number of days to go. And what struck me in that process was, no, I want to count down these days because as I count them down, as I am aware of how little time remains to me with these people I love, it helps me almost appreciate these days even more. And the more aware I am of how little time I have, I live them more fully. Yeah. Mm. I think that's the healthy side of, you know, there's been this like trend in culture of like the YOLO movement. Yeah. Of you only yeah. live once. So yeah. do everything you can while you, yeah. while you have the chance. Mm. And I think that's a little bit like uh, indulgent uh, to, to treat it that way. But I think it's more of like what you just described. Remember the finiteness of this life but in so doing, you're able to be more present and more mindful of where you are and enjoy it and live it more robustly. Mm -hmm. uh, not in an indulgent way, but in a way that honors and respects the time that we've been given and to recognize that that is fleeting. Mm. What would it look like if we, the people of God, not only accepted death, but we actually submitted to God's plan for us in death of whatever sort as an ending point, closing a chapter with joyfulness, giving thanks to the Father for all that the chapter was, and then looking forward to the next chapter and the next new life that He has in store for us. That's all we have for this week on The Theology Podcast. We'll be taking a break next week. See you then. <laughs>